it only took me eight years and a lot of effort to get there. However, it was totally worth it. Therefore, I highly recommend it to you. It's a very popular spot. Camping spots are taken up months in advance. There are two campgrounds that they provide information for on their website. They're very good about keeping the website updated with open spots for reservations. The Mazama Campground is the closest to the lake. This site reserves 10% of the spots for walk-ins. Walk-ins are on a first-come, first-served basis, and whether you have a reservation or are just walking up, check-in time starts at noon. Lost Creek Campground is the second closest, doesn't take reservations, and is a tent-only site. I lucked out, and a spot opened up at Mazama's two days before my trip. I kept checking back every 30 minutes or so to see the status of open sites. When we arrived around 11.15 a.m., there were people already making a line for the walk-in spots. I recommend bringing your own firewood. They sell firewood at the store near the entrance to the campground, but it costs $10 a bundle. And since there was a burn ban in effect, I felt so lucky each campsite had a fire ring, which allowed us to build a fire my favorite part about camping. Technically, Crater Lake is a caldera, not a crater. You can drive 33 miles around the entire thing on the scenic rim drive. And since you're there, why not? It doesn't take that long to do. The elevation of Crater Lake ranges from 7,000 to 8,000 feet. Portland's elevation is only 50 feet above sea level. Be mentally prepared for this. I underestimated the effects of this on my body. I figured since I grew up in Colorado that it wasn't going to be a big deal. I forgot that it's been 20 years since I've been to Colorado and it became apparent real fast. There's less oxygen the higher in elevation you go. My heart was beating so hard after a few steps hiking around. I would only get to spend one day and one night at Crater Lake, so I wanted to make the most of it. I signed up to take their two hour boat tour. It cost $44. There's only one place to access the water, and it's the same place you'll have to go if you decide to take the boat tour. We arrived to the check-in spot for the boat tour only to learn it had been canceled. Poop. They only have three boats, and one of them had just broken down. They're required to keep one of the boats designated as the rescue boat, the AKA just-in-case boat. If for any reason something happens to the boat people are on, they need the just-in-case boat to rescue everybody. I wanted to touch the water, so I convinced my friend to hike down to dip our feet in it. It's not a recreational lake, so activities are limited. You can fish. There's a small area to jump in. No flotation devices, no swimming, and no private boats. The hike is moderately difficult because of the overall elevation change. The hike itself only changes by 780 feet. If you already live in a place that's more than 6,000 feet above sea level, you'll be fine. For the rest of us, I again want to mention how it took me by surprise. It took hours to get back up the hike. Still worth it. I just want you to be prepared. If you have the chance to visit this place, you must go.